10 Yards Podcast. Happy Halloween, everyone. Welcome in to the full 10 yards, or should I say the ghoul 10 yards, here for your week nine primer. Thank you all so much for joining us. Pleasure to have you with us here on this NFL podcast. Happy to say, folks, Lawrence is back off IR, taking over uh, in the docket from Sean. Lawrence, welcome in, mate. Uh, road to recovery, full and, uh, full and done? Yeah, all, all I can say is uh, I wish I was smoking the same thing that David Carr and um, Akbar Gabarja, Bia Miller are after they <laughs> announced on NFL.com that they're actually predicting the Oakland Raiders to win the Super Bowl. Got so that was a that was a kind of fall off the chair moment yeah. in the last couple of minutes. Bloody hell! Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, if that's not clickbait, I don't know. I don't know what is. But there we go. Uh, but you, you all back? Do you back to full, full health? Yeah, all good. I mean, anyone who's ever had sinusitis, I you know, you, you don't kind of think of it as anything really debilitating before you have it yourself but trust me it sucks mm. it absolutely sucks yeah absolutely indeed well good thing is that you're here for the podcast today four downs for you once again we're going to give you on first down uh, a bit of recap on what's happened over the last couple of days obviously trade deadline Monday night football recap and some social media results to bring to you from monday's podcast second down gonna be going through all your week nine pre- uh, games all your previews uh, and all the lowdown all the stats and all the uh, information you need to know ahead of at the sunday games obviously including the last of the four international series games at wembley third down the quiz uh, week eight, uh, see how much you can remember from that. And then fourth down, going to be looking at a couple of teams uh, from the week nine slate that do need to win this weekend. Otherwise, potentially uh, no January football for them. So maybe have a look at some teams there with uh, maybe their backs against the wall already. Some interesting games potentially there as well. And then we'll close out uh, with a two-minute warning, as we always do. But, Lawrence, let's get in to first down. First down. Okay, yeah. So, like we say, since Monday, quite a lot's happened. Uh, although a lot, a lot more could have happened, I suppose, considering that, uh, how drab the uh, the, the trade led, uh, deadline uh, ended up being, which was a bit annoying. But before that, obviously, Monday night football, uh, Miami gave Pittsburgh a bit of a scare uh, on Monday night football, going up thirteen nothing. Uh, but then Steelers managing to turn that one back around. Uh, not not uh, helped nonetheless by the third and twenty play uh, from the Miami forty five just before half time. Short pass to Deontay Johnson. Uh, very recommend you go back and watch that because it's only can be what described as uh, Lawrence as uh, putting the white flag and tanking up. But we were only joking. Play. Yeah, I mean that's that's when they they not only sent their starting eleven defenders, they sent the entire bench, the um, the fans, uh, the security guards, and and probably the, the the rest of the the fans from the from the whole country. Mm. That was that was absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's a weird thing. Um, they kind of they go into third year and then they go, oh my god, mm. we're, we're we're actually winning this game. I'm Christ, flying. Let's I'm go, flying. Let's go back into first year. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That's not part of the script. Yeah. Um, it, it it was shocking. I mean, Mason Rudolph Rudolph looked absolutely terrible in the first half, and then they 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 made him look like a legitimate starting quarterback in the second half. And yeah. You know these things don't happen. You know there's there's of course there's such thing as halftime adjustment, but this wasn't a halftime adjustment. <laughs> this was this was um, a realization that they might actually win a game, yeah. and we, we'll come on to that um, 
theme a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely, indeed. Uh, we're talking of shocking, uh, Lawrence. What was more shocking, the way the, the, the way that they defended that play, or the uh, the the how the Bengals handled the uh, Andy Dalton benching? Well, I'm. If, if you listen to kind of previous parts, I, I'd hinted at the whole um, Ryan Finley movement. So I was part of my, of a minority of Finley fans from watching him in pre-season. So I, for one, I'm, I'm glad that um, our friend, the Ginger Prince, um, is, is stepping down and we, we get to see Finley. I mean, it's, it's, it was a lost season after five weeks for the Bengals, let alone, let alone halfway through the season. So I'm I'm actually quite fascinated to see what Finley can do with potentially um, half a season of AJ Green coming back as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the way they handled it, though, the the Bengals absolutely atrocious. To be honest, like, not not telling him until like three hours before the deadline, the trade deadline is going to pass. So they couldn't even offer him around. Um, so yeah, a bit of malpractice there from the Bengals front office. We'll maybe get uh, some Adam Sorts uh, the weekend on the betting podcast on that one. But yeah, uh, what is even worse though, Lawrence? Obviously, they've done it on his birthday. I mean, I'm not sure if you've gotten any bad uh, bad birthday presents, but I'm sure being benched uh, from an NFL franchise is uh, up there with one of the worst. Yeah, I mean, my birthday present this year was actually having the um, front door um, locks reset. We're on holiday <laughs> and my wife um, decided to switch all the power off so the the alarm to the house didn't work. So um, whilst we were on holiday in Spain, we had to get the alarms reset. So that was, that was my birthday present. Mm. There you go, not, not too bad. Let us, uh, any yeah. listeners out there with any bad birthday presents on par with uh, Bengals being Dal- Bengal- Bengals um, bench in Dalton, just let, let us know about full 10 yards. But uh, let's move on a little bit. Trade deadline, uh, not really too much, in, like I said, uh, not really too much in the way of action. The Los Angeles Rams traded to keep Tlaib in a fifth rounder to Miami. Uh, that was quite funny, to be quite honest, but there we go. Uh, Cleveland Browns traded uh, Gennard Avery to the Philadelphia Eagles. Jets traded, uh, I think we mentioned it on the podcast on Monday, Leonard Williams uh, to the Giants for a 2020 third round and a 2021 fifth round pick. Um, so yeah, again, he's going to walk out the door and wait, walk right back in. And then Miami Dolphins, of course, can you traded uh, Kenyon Drake to the Arizona Cardinals for a conditional draft pick as well. You can see him uh, a bit later on in Thursday night football. But before we get to Thursday night football, uh, just a couple of polls to give you the results of. Uh, we, you, you, all you lovely people out there, voted the Cleveland Browns as the most disappointing team so far of the season. Sorry, Sean. Uh, and the 49ers as the most surprising team uh, again that's not really too much surprise there so that's you brought up to date with all your uh, your recapping over the last couple of days so let's look ahead now on second down to the week nine games second down teams on a bye this week Saints, Rams, Bengals and Falcons um, yeah I suppose let's start off uh, Lawrence like we always do Thursday night football San Francisco, Arizona yeah, just before we start on that game, I just wanted to say it was a bit of a thriller yesterday for the Lions as they um, they managed to sign cornerback Michael Jackson. Ah, there you go. Very good. Very good. Is that not that's not the one the Cowboys sound, is it? He's a he's a cornerback. Yeah. So is that? I think Cowboy. Um, yeah, I think we picked we we drafted him. I thought this soon. I have to go and check that. But um, yeah, someone someone I, I remember Michael a Michael Jackson being drafted this year. But there we go. We shall see. It's, it's irrelevant anyway. But yeah, let's kick us off, uh, Lawrence, Thursday Night Football. Uh, number one overall okay. pick against number two overall pick. 
Yeah, and we've got the um, you know the seven and 49 ers against the three, four, and one Cardinals. I mean, on paper, it's a it's a healthy 49ers win, but the Cardinals have won three of their last four games, and um, quarterback Kyler Murray has has been a treat for the eyes, and he's seeing things more clearly now, and he's on pace for 4,000 yards passing and um, 500 yards on the ground. And he's amongst a small group alongside the likes of Josh Jacobs and Terry McLaurin in the race for Offensive Rookie of the Year. The trick is the Cardinals' running back position with Chase Edmonds, who flashed um, for a week out with injury, and David Johnson, questionable but unlikely to play with an ankle injury. Um, I think, as, as we said, recent acquisition, Kenyon Drake and, and Zach Zenner will, will go up against Nick Bosa and the rest of that ferocious 49ers defence. I mean, in truth, this looks like a horror show, not a thriller for the Cardinals fans. But 49ers, all-conquering backfield, has been bitten by the injury vampire with Matt Breida and Raheem <laughs> Moster on the injury report. Um, Tevin Coleman's not likely to repeat his four-score outing. But I think two scores is, is quite realistic. Um, and I think we're really we're looking for Jimmy G to keep it conservative as the 49ers fans go batty as they reach 8-0. Oh, you've uh, you've been waiting weeks for to, to to bang all these bang bang all these puns out, haven't you? <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully uh, Arizona can uh, can trip up the 49ers a little bit there. But uh, there we go. Uh, okay, let's move on to Sunday then. Again, Wembley game, two thirty kickoff. It sees the Houstonville, uh, the Houstonville, the Houston Texans five and three take on the Jacksonville Jaguars at 4 and 4 pivotal game here for me in this one in terms of the division should be a lot of points as either you know defenses uh, are either beaten up or have been traded away uh, and QBs tend to like to to show a bit of magic don't they Sean Watson and Garden Minshew um yeah, Jacksonville do struggle against wide receiver ones so New Hopkins uh, your owners in fantasy should be fine indeed uh, Garden Minshew uh, he's obviously got the deep threats of DJ Chark Keelan Cole uh, they should feast on this one with uh, the Houston cornerbacks and the DEBs absolutely ravaged. Uh, even even Philadelphia look at their cornerback room and go, damn. Um, yeah, Jacksonville, uh, they've got an interesting uh, pattern of win, win and wins and losses this season. Uh, it goes in the ways of two uh, two losses, two wins, two losses and two wins. So uh, due a loss in this one if that pattern continues. Generally middle of the road both of these uh, both of these teams in terms of stats, so offense and defense. So can't really give you too much insight there, but yeah, should be should be um, should be a good game. Dare I say the best of the four uh, of the uh, the London games this season. Both teams obviously on a bye uh, next week. Uh, let's not forget this time last year, uh, you had the infamous incident of the uh, Jacksonville defense getting arrested after running up that huge bill. And um, so we we'll have to see if that history repeats itself. Lawrence, uh, you going to the game? No, unfortunately, I've, I, my um, my two time my two trips were Tottenham this ah, year, okay. so um, it's a shame because I, I love going to Wembley. I mean, this this is the twenty eighth NFL regular season game to be played in London, and it's the the first time the Texans have actually made the trip, yeah. leaving as we've discussed before, leaving just the Green Bay Packers as the only team to have not come over and and played in England. And I think they will. I think they will next season um, as an, as the away team. I mean, obviously, they're ne- never going to give up a home game, but hopefully we see Aaron Rodgers over in London next year. Um, for the Jags, it's actually their seventh consecutive season playing at Wembley. Um, they are 3-3 three and three in London. Um, just wanted to make a little note that seeing as um, tonight is Halloween, 
Um, there was actually a Halloween London game back in 2010 when the 49ers beat the Denver Broncos 24-16. I was there myself. Yep. Um, and my personal highlight was um, getting Tim Tebow to shake my hand and, and sign my Redskins hat. Tim Tebow was, was all you've ever seen and, and read about. He smiled, made eye contact, and he was genuinely happy to sign as many autographs as possible. And that was inside the stadium during warm-ups. So, you know, the the the, the myth, the legend of Tim Tebow, you know, I've, I've been touched by it, albeit for about 30 seconds. Mm, I don't know I don't um, know, I don't know. know how I feel about someone, a player from another team signing, a, like a Tim Tebow signing a Washington Redskins cap. That's like, it just seems a bit weird. It's, a, it's certainly he, he, a unique piece. He, he, yeah, he didn't bat an eyelid. He, he was just he was happy to sign it. So you know, it's, it's one of my prized possessions. Yeah. Was it was um, was Josh Free? That was Josh Freeman as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. God, that's yeah. throwback. Not, <laughs> not not nice. No. Not nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I think fans are really as as you say they're in for a treat. I mean. a so Minshew Mania versus a, a red hot Deshaun Watson is it's going to be a high scoring affair, and with with JJ Watt lost for the season, um, you know it's that that whole kind of defensive dynamic gets completely mixed up. So yeah, I mean it, it, this could be the the highest scoring game, mm. eclipsing the um, Saints Chargers game, um, which I think was something like thirty seven thirty two or something was. Like, Highest score in London game, so looking forward to it. Should be a should be a nice ending to that the four game series. No, absolutely. And then I'd say once that game has done, the six o'clock slate starts uh, with Indianapolis at Pittsburgh, Lawrence. Yeah, I mean this is. Um, I mean Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph played like the living dead in the first half of Monday Night Football against the Dolphins, but he rose from the grave in the second half as the Dolphins had a nightmare. Uh, I mean, the Colts are no horror show, and they'll be favourites to move to a respectable 6-2 and two record. Jacoby Brissett's been a real force for Indy, throwing three more touchdowns than times he's actually been sacked. So, I mean, this is credit to the Colts' offensive line that since they drafted um, Quentin Nelson, they've they've just gone from strength to strength. I mean, the, the rest of that offensive line is, is, is playing up to, to Nelson's standard, and, uh, you know, real credit to them. Um, and, and in fact, the Colts have got a relatively easy second half of the schedule um, and beating the Steelers on the road will be important if they want to stay atop of the AFC South. I saw, I saw a stat somewhere that, uh, is it the, only the uh, Indianapolis Colts' offensive line that all five starters have not missed a snap? Is it the Colts? I can't remember who it was. I think so. I think so. They, they, they're, they're pretty much the, the premier offensive line unit in, in the whole NFL at the moment. Mm. Um Steelers um, have got both James Conner and Benny Snell on the injury report and they're hoping that Jalen Samuel returns from his own injury for Sunday. And, and the Steelers lost here and it'll be um, head on the block time for head coach Mike Tomlin. Three and five at the halfway point for the Steelers would be a nightmare that evokes a man with an axe. And I don't mean Freddy Krueger. Agree. Freddie Kitchens. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I said at the start of the season, didn't I, Mark Tomlin could be in a bit of trouble. Um, so it remains to be seen uh, how that one plays out. It's obviously got a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card there with Big Ben on the sidelines. Uh, let's move over to Lincoln Financial Field, Chicago at Philadelphia. The Jordan Howard revenge game. Revenge. <laughs> 
Philadelphia. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they if Philadelphia run Jordan Howard through down their throats. Cause Jordan Howard, one of the more underappreciated uh, running backs in the league, I think it's fair to say. Uh, he's beaten out Miles Sanders, hasn't he, recently uh, as well for the, uh, the the head gig there. But they'll probably go by a bit of a committee. Miles Sanders did have a big uh, that big run against Buffalo last week, but Jordan Howard scored quite a few number of touchdowns this season as well. But it's on the defense that they've struggled. Philadelphia, they are starting to get a bit more healthier on the secondary. Um, not that the Chicago really trouble that part of the field. Here's some Trubisky stats for you. Average depth of target, just seven yards. That's 25th out of all QBs, and that's obviously regardless of com- completions. Uh, in terms of completions, he's dead last with 4.6 yards uh, per completion in air yards uh, and attempts, and that's from 126 attempts as well. So just for a bit of perspective, Teddy Bridgewater is 4.8 yards. Uh, and the, the person I feel sorry for is Alan Robinson, who's had this trash to put up with, and also Blake Bortles in his career. Uh, so hashtag free a Rob. Uh, it'd be interesting to see on the other side. Obviously, no Joe Jordan Howard for Chicago, but they do have um, 2019 draft pick David Montgomery. 27 attempts last week after just the two. Uh, no, so just the, obviously the two attempts last week. Uh, the week before, rather, you know, Chicago Bears. Uh, I think it's fair to say in a bit of a rut after last week's uh, farce against the Chicago Bears. Uh, one of the last places you probably want to be going is Philadelphia. So it'd be interesting to see if Chicago uh, can bounce back. But I'm not sure they will. Uh, and talking about bouncing back, it's going to be a bit of a while till the Jets and the Dolphins bounce back uh, in terms of they're not going to do it this season anyway. But this is another revenge game. Adam Gase. Yeah, I mean, do we really have to talk about this game? I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather rewatch um, one of one of the you know my top three sickest horror films. We which, do. It's, which, it's, it's a revenge. It's all about revenge. Yeah. Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you love saying that, don't you? Um, I mean, my I, I have to change the subject here because I'd, I'd rather talk about the sickest horror films I've seen, which include Mum and Dad, Bad Taste, or Motel Hell. So. Just out of interest, Tim, what is the sickest horror film that you've ever seen in your life? The sickest? I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm quite a squeamish person, I, and uh, at a very young age, I uh, made the mistake of watching Nightmare on Elm Street, so I kind of um, been scarred for life on that. But uh, I've never liked. I've never liked the Saw films. They've always been a bit weird. They've been a bit. Uh, it's the psychological ones I don't like. So I'm not. I'm not great with. I'm not great with horror films. So. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, I won't recommend Hostel and Hostel Two then. Um, I've seen uh, I've seen bits of Hostel. Yeah, yeah, not great. Special special fun. Yeah. Um, I mean this this is um, this is just this is um, this is a this is just going to be an awful game. Yeah. Um, I mean I covered it in the full ten look aheads, um, and unfortunately this could be the game that actually blows out the water in a sort of Jaws style. The the tank plans for the Dolphins. I mean, the Jets made such a mess of the the trade deadline, putting their prize assets in the shop window, but with sort of Harrods prices that, that <laughs> no one wanted to pay. I mean, sticking um, Jamal Adams and and even Le'Veon Bell um, kind of you know in the window is 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 really not a good move, and that that locker room must be you know a painful place to be at the moment. Mm. Yeah, no, I've never been a big fan of Adam Gase. I think he's a, I think he's a nobed, to be quite honest. But um, 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who tries to lose this one the hardest, really. Um, I, I, I don't think it's far beyond the realms of possibility that Adam Gase goes after one season there uh, in New York, and certainly Jamal Adams. I'm, I'm glad, as, as a Cowboys fan, I'm glad we didn't pay uh, a Jalen Ramsey price for Jamal Adams. I think they wanted two firsts or, so, or you know, something of that ilk. I think Dallas wouldn't give any more than just their first, which obviously would be in a late-round first. So um, no dice on that one, but yeah, not not... Not going to be a game that many people watch. Uh, one game that w- people will be watching in this one, in this week, in week nine, Minnesota at Kansas City. The six and two Minnesota Vikings travel over to Arrowhead to likely face Matt Moore. He's likely going to be under centre again. Uh, decent performance last week: 24, 36, 267 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and 107 passer rating against Green Bay. Kansas City, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, have actually lost their last three home games against Green Bay, Houston, and Indianapolis. Uh, next two away, next two games are away though, against Tennessee and the Chargers before their bye. Uh, week 12 by I think that is uh, Minnesota uh, like we said on the podcast plenty of times been quite impressive the last few weeks four straight wins averaging 450 yards of total offense in that stretch uh, top 10 in points in uh, four and against uh, yardage versus the pass and run on defense on the season so uh, yeah pretty much decent across the board there for Minnesota primed for a deep playoff run main reason for that Dalvin Cook rush leader 823 yards uh, thus far after week eight uh, Kansas City are 30th against the run in terms of yardage so again Dalvin Cook should have uh, a decent day and let's not forget as well the uh, amount of yardage they've just given up to Aaron Jones and the multiple touchdowns as well they are Kansas City defense are a bit better against the pass so expect to probably a run, run heavy approach from the Minnesota Vikings control the time of possession run the ball uh, and just to injury note Adam Thielen limited in practice so far this week so keep an eye out on that talking of injuries Cam Newton doesn't seem to be coming back anytime soon as the Carolina Panthers Lawrence welcome in the Tennessee Titans yeah I mean if the if the Titans and Panthers were to be shuffled amongst all the other 30 NFL teams they, they'd both be dealt out as kind of right in the middle of the pack. I mean, neither teams are stiff nor a scream. They're both just hanging there at the, the midpoint of the season. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill, who's who's come in in the last two weeks, is undefeated in his two starts, but he's hardly set the league on fire with wins by three points and four against the failing Chargers and Buccaneers. Um, I mean, Tennessee are the, the, the personification of the vanilla of the NFL. And, and arguably kind of one of the hardest teams to watch. The, the Panthers are a, a respectable 4-1 and one under second-year quarterback Carl Allen, who's come in to replace Cam Newton, and he'll continue to um, fill in for week nine at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, Allen did face that sort of buzzsaw of the 49ers defence last weekend, um, but um, run CMC will be in full effect. I mean, in... in Something you know, pretty, pretty remarkable. In two of his last three games, and this is this is not just sort of token carries. He's averaged nine point three and eight point four yards a carry. I mean, that's just superhuman. Um, I mean, maybe the Titans' defense should seriously consider hiding behind the sofa as um, and CMC looks to get past his ten touchdowns scored so far this season. Hmm. 
Yeah, very much, very much so. Fancy MVP as well, CMC. Uh, we'll look to continue against uh, Tennessee. Obviously, better, a bit better against the pass than they are the run. So, be interesting to see if Carolina can get back on track. Because they, they kind of do need to get the win here. Um, you know, New Orleans Saints have probably gone way, way, way uh, over the hill and far away. But the, uh, that that sixth seed uh, is very much up for grabs. And uh, you know, if Carolina lose here, it could be good night for for them. Uh, it's good night for Washington, unfortunately, already this season. We'll get your thoughts in a minute, Lawrence. But they travel to Buffalo. Um, I think it's fair to say Washington probably playing, praying for the wind uh, that was there last week when they faced the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, Washington, uh, a bit longer to prepare, obviously. Last night, last time we saw them was on Thursday night football against the Vikings. Uh, this one's going to be about all about the battle of two future Hall of Famer running backs, Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, two of the top six all-time rushers in the National Football League on the bill in this game. Frank Gore, 15... Um, Frank Gore... Uh, what have I got here? Blum, blum. Needs just 100 yards He's- uh, to pass Barry Sanders into third. 15,000 yards uh, and change. Adrian Peterson, sixth. Uh, just a just a smidgen under fourteen thousand uh, needs another four hundred to get to fifth uh, to get uh, past Curtis Martin, but if you combine them up, Lawrence, it's twenty eight thousand yards, eight hundred and seventy one, twenty nine seasons, and seventeen one thousand yard campaigns. Which is just mental, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's, it's <laughs> mind blowing. I, mean, I I I just I love Frank Gore. I love I I, I remember going traveling over to the states and. Um, Reading, reading, kind of. I think it was a copy of SI about um, Frank Gore's kind of relatively poor um, kind of experience at college um, in Miami and his, his injuries in Miami and kind of being seen as a bit brittle, which is why he wasn't drafted as early as he could have been. And I always had that in the back of my head: Oh, Frank Gore's going to break down at some point, and he just hasn't. He's he's just he's just kept trucking. I mean, he he just just. Amazing, amazing. I mean, the the one thing about this game that, um, regardless if we lose, which we will um, on Sunday, um, it does bring back happy memories, as it it was the last time the Redskins won a Super Bowl. So Super Bowl twenty six, when they beat the um, Buffalo Bills, and you know, led by Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Andre Reid, that was the last time we actually had a a decent team. So uh, you know. That that kind of Redskins Bills Association always makes me smile, mm. even though I won't be smiling come the um, come the end of this game. No, so you're not. I'm just trying to find out the length of the equator just to see how many how, what proportion of the equator Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson have uh, have managed to travel. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be uh, seven one Hang on. divided by four three eight two six five five three. Ah, uh, stupid number. Anyway, I'll have to finger that one and, and put that one out. Anyway, let's let's move swiftly on. Indeed, uh, next on the docket, uh, we move into the late games. Tampa Bay at Seattle. Yeah, I mean the the, the Seahawks aren't um, aren't murdering anyone as they're allowing teams to hang around like a zombie who either hasn't been poked in the forehead by Michonne or or arrowed by Daryl. Um, Russell Wilson has only thrown one pick. And you know, talk about longevity. He hasn't missed the game since he um, since he started um, as a rookie week one in 2012, which is you know uh, again for a for an NFL quarterback is is is, is a remarkable run. Um, I mean, Tampa Bay won't offer much of an opposition on Sunday, but eerily enough, 
when the teams last met in week 12 of the 2016 season, the Bucks actually slashed their way to an ugly 14-5 to win um, as Russell Wilson was picked off twice and James, Win- James Winston hit um, Mike Evans for two touchdowns. But, you know, where we are now in 2019, this is a, this is a Seahawks win. Yeah, no, I think so. They, they need it as well, especially uh, with the the um, 49ers playing tonight as well. They kind of know what's ahead of them. Uh, let's move over to uh, Oakland, who I think it's fair to say they've not been at home. They haven't, they haven't had a home game for absolutely donkeys uh, so far this season. I know they had the home the uh, home game in air quotes uh, when London uh, where Tottenham a couple of weeks ago, uh, but yeah, they've not played at their uh, Oakland. Oakland Coliseum for a good while but uh, Detroit can make the trip over 3-3 and 1 uh, make or break for both of these two teams uh, you got to feel uh, Detroit a couple of games back in the north probably a best case scenario for them is going to be the wild card with the uh, the Vikings and the Packers uh, streaking away with that one Oakland again need to make up a bit of ground whilst Mahomes is out for Kansas City and the Chargers uh, doing what Chargers things do should be a shootout here though uh, both teams bottom um, bottom in terms of you know, points allowed uh, but both the bottom three and pass the yards allowed as well. So far up Matthew Stafford, uh, and if you're desperate, far up Derek Carr in fantasy as well. Uh, these teams only play once every four years, and um, here's one for you. The Oakland Raiders have not beaten Detroit Lions since 1996, so not even this side of the millennium. Um, to going on recent form, should be a, should be a cracker this one. Um, as, you know, as much as three and three. Three, three, and one, and three and fourteen games kind of go, but um, yeah, sneaky, sneaky points uh, in this one probably go over uh, in the betting pod on Saturday, but um, yeah, not going to be too many, not too many watching this one, and probably the loser is going to go home in terms of January football. Uh, the Chargers, if they lose to the Green Bay Packers, Lawrence, they could be saying bye bye as well. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I think their season is over already. Um, it, this is a, it's it's a, it's another one of those slightly strange matchups that, that doesn't happen too often. I mean, the the last time you talk about um, historical times, the last time a, a team won, the Chargers last beat the Packers in 1984. Ah, you beat me. Um, <laughs> and that was when the the original bearded wizard, um, Mr. Dan Fouts, um, was the the Chargers quarterback when they were in in San Diego, and he threw three touchdowns and. and Tight end Kellen Winslow caught 15 passes. I mean, this is in 1984 when tight ends were not utilised as, as you know, target monsters. Um, and that, that in fact, is the only time the Bolts have ever triumphed over the Packers as oh, the wow. Cheeseheads leads the series 10-1. Um, there you go. Interestingly, Philip Rivers trails Aaron Rodgers by a whopping nine yards this season. So despite the fact that the Chargers have the have a historically poor rushing output. I mean, what's that ridiculous statistic? They, they've rushed for under 40 yards in three consecutive games, the first time since a team that you've, you, know, you don't even know the name of from the 1920s <laughs> last did it. Um, I mean, and, and ultimately that caused the removal of offensive coordinator Ken Wisenhunt, who's been with the Chargers for three seasons. And, and, and Wisenhunt was eventually the, he became the, um, the scapegoat for this paltry performance. And the return of Melvin Gordon has been about as impactful as a hippie with a bunch of posies in the apocalypse. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's scary times. I mean, it's a shame that we don't have Lee on the podcast anymore to kind of dissect why um, why the charges are being so bad. Yeah, but let's say 
uh, coaching change in the week. Kim Wisenhunt uh, has gone, so it'll be interesting to see uh, whether or not they go back to Eckler, because I say he was um, really un- underutilised last week. Uh, but again, that, that might be because they were trying to shop Melvin, put uh, Melvin Gordon in the shop window. Uh, but that remains to be seen. Uh, but Green Bay, decent defence. Um, done all right this season. Obviously helped them get to a 7-1. So it'd be interesting to see what they can do at the Stub Hub. Uh, two teams are also struggling this season. Uh, mainly because they're bottom eight in points per game. The Cleveland Browns travel to uh, Denver to face uh, Brad Allen. Uh, who's in that quarterback after Joe Joe Flacco miraculously picked up that neck injury. After sticking his neck out uh, that press conference just a couple of days ago. Um, yes, uh, Cleveland won this matchup last year, 17-16 in that god awful game. Um, actually knocking Denver out of the um, out of the hunt for the play- for the wild card in the playoffs actually as well. So uh, maybe a bit of retribution there for Denver. Um, <laughs> I mean, I suppose the highlight, one of the highlights of the week, Lawrence, was uh, Baker Mayfield's uh, Baker Mayfield's press conference or his, his chat with the media. Where he said, "Jesus, Tony," and then just walked off. That was uh, that was a bit of a highlight. I must admit, that's uh, going to be on t-shirts everywhere. Um, you can never fail to make uh, a bit of money from stuff like that. Um, but yeah, can he bounce back against the Broncos' defense? Uh, they're only giving up 194 yards per game through the air. Um, if you want to exploit this Denver defense, you have to go through the ground. Uh, Nick Chubb have it, having a good season as well. R- rolled a bit last week, apart from the, fum- r- the fumbles. Currently third in NFL rushing yards. Averaging 105 per game is 738. He's only one of three uh, running backs, Lawrence, to be averaging over 100 rushing yards per game. Don't ask me to name the other two because I can't remember who they were. <laughs> um, but yeah, needs to obviously resolve his fumbling issues. But yeah, this is a tough ask really for Cleveland. This is one of the kind of the games at the start of the season where Cleveland would have expected to win, You know, judging by the hype and the, uh, the high expectations of them. But yeah, considering the current climbs for both teams, um, even if Brad Allen is at quarterback, should be will be a tough ask for Cleveland to to get the win. They probably still will win, just because Brad Allen um, is going to be a rabbit in headlights with um, with Bradley Chubb and and all the rest of them. Uh, Miles Garrett, um, joint sack leader for the season so far, um, behind centre. But yeah, next three at home um, for for Cleveland, where well, they've actually not won at home this season. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, which was quite surprising, but they um, you know got uh, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, uh, and Miami. So you should get one or two wins there. If if they uh, are apt to scratch uh, Sunday night football, Lawrence, um, I, 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 I probably uh, undersell it by saying that uh, you're looking forward to this one. I mean, I, quite simply, but I think this is the game of the season so far by a by a long shot. I mean, can the combination of the outstanding running game of uh, Mark Ingram, Gusta Bus Edwards, and um, and Justice Hill, along with the electric eel? That is um, Eric <laughs> Moose and Barney. Oops, I mean Lamar Jackson. Um, be, be the formula for success for the Ravens. I mean, they lead the NFL in rushing. They're the only team who are rushing for over 200 yards a game. They're currently at 204 yards rushing a game. Um, and they're also producing 65 yards more in total offense than, than the Patriots are, which is probably a surprising statistic if you think if you think it's all the ground game, I mean, Lamar Jackson's passing is, is going to be crucial to the, the outcome of this contest. And he's actually passing for more yards than probably any, anyone thinks. Mm. Um, I mean, Tom Brady, obviously, he's not going to be phased by any of the, the hype surrounding this game. But he does need stronger support from his running game that's averaging under 100 a game. I think there's something like 23rd in rushing, um, which is, is surprising for a 
sort of a Belichick um, Patriots team that does like to keep that time of possession and likes to kind of keep that ball churning. Um, I mean, the, the the news today was that the Patriots released um, receiver Josh Gordon, which was absolutely no surprise after they secured the services of former Falcons receiver Mohamed Sanu um, a week before the trade deadline. And um, the, the ghost of tight ends past really lingers in the Boston area as, as <laughs> nobody's got anywhere near filling those Gronk-sized boots in, in 2019. Um, as I say, I think the, the critical factor in this game is if um, L. Jacks can move the ball in the air in any capacity against the Patriots secondary that's sending shivers up the spines of offensive coordinators this season. Mm. Stephon Gilmore and, and, and Devin McCourty are sucking the life out of wide receivers so I think this is this is Ravens tight end Mark Andrews time to shine. Mm. You are you are relentless with the Halloween, aren't you? <laughs> My God, I love it. Um, I yeah, love it. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a fascinating game, isn't it? It's all about the the thing I love about NFL about the chess the chess side of things is if you're if you're John Harbour, you're Greg Roman, you're Lamar Jackson. You've just had a week and nearly two weeks off to prepare for this game. Obviously, Cleveland it didn't really work for Cleveland last week, but. Um, It'd be interesting to see what you know the, the the cat and mouse here because if you're John Harbaugh, or Greg Roman, do you do you continue with what's working in terms of the run game and potentially exploit um, you know New England uh, you know do a lot of man man coverage. So what that means is generally more often than not the quarterback is, is the odd man out. So um, what what will happen is the the quarterback the, the quarterback runs or the quarterback sneaks is going to be harder to to bring down from a New England perspective. So. Um, or you know, do you double guess it or think overthink it and think, oh, okay, Bill Belichick's going to take away our greatest player on the team, our biggest threat, like he always does. So he's going to take away Lamar. Is he going to take away Lamar Jackson and do what the Chargers did last year and just pile loads of um, athletic, skinny, you know, quick guys, load the box and just be able to bring Lamar Jackson down? Or you know, what? Yeah, the, the cat and mouse is going to be fascinating to see to see how it plays out. But I, I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to take down the Patriots. Uh, obviously, it helps that it's at home. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens had two weeks to prepare for it, um, and at some point, at some point, the New England Patriots have got to lose. So I'm going to call I'm going to call this one here on Sunday Night Football: Baltimore Ravens taking the win. Last game of the week. I have to wait. I have to, how stupid is it, by the way? You have a bye and then you play on the Monday Night Football. I mean, how stupid is that? Why have a buy and then play on Monday Night Football? But anyway, uh, Dallas Cowboys travel to MetLife Stadium to face the New York Giants. Obviously, uh, more of the same in Week 1, please. 35-17 win in Week 1. But uh, unfortunately, we were, we were facing Eli Manning there. Uh, Danny Dimes is obviously... Uh, he's, he's hardly no Joe Montana or Dan Marino nor a strip. But um, yeah, should be should be another straightforward win for Dallas. It uh, just depends if they've gotten cold from the bye week. Um, yeah, as long as they haven't... They've done. have been sitting and putting their feet up. Should be fine. Um, yeah, Dallas one have won the last five against the Big Blue. Dallas first in yardage on offense uh, per yards per game. Uh, again, up against the bottom five defense. So all signs that look ahead to a Dallas win. Um, not. Don't think I can stay up for that one because I'll be traveling back from London uh, as I'm going to the London game this weekend. Uh, anything else you want to talk about week nine, Lawrence? Any? Any? Do you want to get any more of your puns out? You got any more for me? No, no, I think I've exhausted <laughs> them by now. That fountain's run dry, is it? <laughs> yeah. All right, okay, right. That's week nine, but let's uh, see what you all remember from week eight. It's third down. It's time for the full ten questions. Third down. 